1: Good evening, Rifters! This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast where we go through the many 5e books and talk about the various rules to enhance your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riffwake.
2: And I'm Remy, Morris on Riffwake. And today we're here to talk to you about villains. (laughs) A villain... The actual definition is a character whose evil actions or motives are important to the plot. And even though that is the actual definition, I would argue that. A villain isn't automatically evil. A villain is the person or group who creates conflict. Conflict is important because there is an applicable saying here. Conflict is the root of all storytelling. And in the end, the reason we play D&D is to create and experience a story. We need conflict in a game of Dungeons & Dragons in order for our characters to have that opportunity for growth. Whether that is literally in terms of leveling and power or emotionally speaking due to interactions with npcs so how does a villain fit directly into such things
1: so a villain is someone or a group of people for the players to fixate themselves like basically fixate on um as something of either vengeance uh someone they want to eventually get stronger than it doesn't even need to be like a proper like they are the bad guy. It could be something adversarial where like they are a rival. They are basically, they are not trying to fight you. They're just trying to be better than you, that kind of thing. And you want to be better than them. Or they could be, for example, a person that even though they are on your side, most likely they believe in the same things you do. They, the way that they go about doing the right thing may not be what you believe how the right thing should be done. So yeah, as Nathan said a second ago,
2: it can be that a villain is just an antagonist, and exactly what the source of that is can be as simple or complicated as you want it to be. It could just be, oh, okay, the campaign that you're playing in is a group of players are a ruling group within a city, and the quote-unquote villain is the leader of their rival so the other group that also rules the city and you are constantly pushing back and forth for total control even though they may or may not be evil they are very much against you so exactly how to build a villain is complicated There are so many different styles that a villain can use that using or that just building what you want for your campaign. I mean, there are lists and podcasts and every form of media has the list of what makes a great villain or top 100 villains. It is a huge subject. So, what you want for your d and d game is complicated, so in general, what makes a good villain
1: well, in my opinion, a villain a good villain needs to first off have the players actually hate or want to be to want to get one over the villain, for example, Jacobi was someone that. The players absolutely hated. and there's another person that if he was a NPC, I would totally have made him a villain, which is Minref to Goreth, because Minref has created such a visceral rage within Caden slash Goref, um, that it wouldn't be so hard to just convert him from a originally someone that the party was friends with into a villain because. They have a reason to dislike and want to be, to take down or be better than these people. Indeed. So
2: there's a short list that I think about in terms of, in terms of villains. So the short version, and then we'll get into more details. The villain needs to have a motive. Evil for the sake of evil, generally speaking, doesn't work unless you do come up with a reason for them to be that way. Or if you're playing a demon, for example, that is, by most definitions, chaotic evil and just wants to see the world burn. Those type of characters can absolutely work. And using that phrase should give you a hint that I'm talking about Joker particularly. Chaos for the sake of chaos can work, but is very hard to do. In general, giving a villain a motive, giving something that they're trying to accomplish makes them more of a person in the world. If you just have a mustache-twirling villain who's so evil, he's kidnapping children just so that he can sell them into slavery. <laughs> but- but why? That's stupid. That's not a good plan, and that's something that will make everyone hate you. But it's easy <laughs> But it's stupid. So if you want to have an interesting villain, give them a reason that makes sense. So there actually are some useful rules in the Dungeon Masters Guide in order to help with this. So in chapter four, there is a section on villains, and it has a chart series of charts actually that you can roll on for the villain's scheme as well as the villain's method and it's actually a really good list it can be taken literally that you just roll and use it but just looking over it as an idea could be really helpful for the sake of your building such a character so there is a d8 on schemes and then with subcategory d4s or d6s for each of them so there are two dozen ish options of what the villain is going for and any one of these things could very easily be spread out with how to go about it to full in uh, fill in details so just to grab a couple of them just to get an idea number one immortality classic bad guy goal. So, then there are subcategories: become undead or obtain a younger body. So, classic, you have a bad guy trying to become a lich. And that is a classic D&D monster and absolutely is a thing that you can spread out of okay, why does this person why is this person willing to give up their flesh in order to get immortality? Are they a warlock trying not to die? That could be an interesting story. Are they a person with a fatal disease that is willing to do anything to prolong their life and just believe that this is the best way to go about it? So even with a classic trope, how you choose to have them go about it can be very interesting. Uh, another one. Let's see. What's another fun one? Okay. Okay. Ooh, here's an idea. Okay, number three, magic, and then subcategory three, carry out a deity's wishes. So even though villains are usually thought to be evil, you could absolutely have there be a cleric who has been told by the god that tieflings are an abomination to my beliefs and they must all be exterminated so that is very much an evil by the perspective of most but to this cleric it is literally a command from their god and they will go after that with all appropriate rigor so having a non-standard villain is another thing that can be a lot of fun. So actually, before I continue, I also just want to do a tangent of something that occurred to me. A lot of the time, people, or Dungeon Masters in particular, think about having a recurring villain and want to introduce them to the party relatively early. I just want to advise caution whenever a Dungeon Master does so, because if there is a person in front of a party the party is extraordinarily likely to try to kill them immediately. There are probably thousands of forum posts online of my players killed the big bad when they first met him. What do I do? And that is worth thinking about. There's another saying that is used a lot in D and D. If it has stats, we can kill it. And that is a thing to be cautious of. If you want, To introduce a villain to the party, have a thought about do they have a way to escape the situation, whether it's through magic like the spell contingency, or if they have a secret ally who's there to teleport them out, or if you're high enough level in the game, if it turns out, oh, they weren't really there, it's a simulcrum of them that the villain sent just to taunt them. Anyway, so back to the charts. Alright, another very classic villain option uh, under the mayhem category, overthrow a government. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of villains have that as their goal, whether that is for chaos or whether it's for control. So to borrow the phrases from alignment, so whether you have someone who is lawful evil or chaotic evil, there is very much... A lot of wiggle room on how to go about or why to go about such a thing so if you want to have a D villain who has overthrow government as their goal then there's a lot of ways of how to go about that and that also reminds me of yet another tangent that i'll go on now generally speaking villains are stronger than the party because you want them to be A physical threat, primarily. But you don't have to do that. It is entirely possible to set up a situation where you could have a commoner with one hit point as the villain, but they just would need to be someone clever enough to have set up a situation where, sure, the party could kill them extraordinarily easily, in fact. But I wouldn't do that if I were you. To have blackmail or a strong bodyguard or mooks or how to go about such a thing is endless, endless list of options. So generally speaking, yeah, you can have like the classic villain in full plate with a great sword and yeah, powerful, powerful bad guy doing powerful bad guy things. But again, what a villain is is extraordinarily broad, and you can play in the tropes if you want to, but you don't have to. You can have endless fun by having all kinds of different villains in the world. Actually, on that note also, you don't need to just have one recurring villain. The world is a big place, and even if you're not the outside-in DM like me, you can still know, oh, yes, there are these three cities that the party has been to already. So in each city, then there could just be two people doing bad things. So even in a relatively zoomed in view, you can have six potential villains out there and whether the party runs to them. Who knows? Maybe they only find out about the villains plans after the fact if they don't happen to run into them, because depending on your DM style, the world could be an organic running thing or you can have it zoomed in on what happens around the players. So whichever way you want it to be, you can have a bigger cast of characters out there than the party knows about.
1: One such example of a villain that has appeared multiple times that hasn't been killed off the party yet, thankfully, is um, the Alhoun. Um, and hopefully he'll be able to appear more times to come and hopefully, again, not die. Uh, having made appearances in the Terriotong game, which is on the main feed of Riffwake, if you didn't know. and And you can find him in the episode into the depths right at the end. So yeah, uh,
2: that also brings up a point. A villain is often portrayed to be a humanoid creature, but it does not have to be. There are a lot of sentient creatures out in the world and in the C&D books that have all kinds of motivations and... A lot of them may make sense to us. Some of them don't. If you have an aberrant creature like the Alhoon or like a Beholder, which is another of my favorite monsters, then they can have goals that don't seem to make any sense, but can be part of some huge interlocking plot together, even if the current detail doesn't make sense to the party. So... What you want your villain to be, whether you want them to be a humanoid or a smart troll or an alhoun or anything, any sentient creature can be a villain because the thing that just separates a villain from the typical term monster is that you want a recurring character that is an antagonist to the party and from the DM perspective at least, to force them into some form of growth. Whether that is by level or by emotional reaction, anything that forces characters to grow is a good thing to a DM.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Refs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Tears Tiers start as low as a dollar. And even that really helps us out. We have just released the original audio of episode 0 of Riftwake, where the players get to play the Marauders. And it more or less explains what happened at the camp that the player players see on their way um, leaving Jardin. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, the access to episodes, access to the Patreon Discord, where you'll be able to chat with the cast and even the shout-out on the show. Find us on social media, on Twitter at Riff White Podcast, on Facebook as RiffWake, and on Reddit on the subreddit r slash podcast. And now, send us an email, riffsandrules at gmail.com That's riffsandrules at gmail.com
0: Thanks for listening. Bye!